Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. A show slightly overshadowed by England's complete collapse in the first test against South yeah. Africa. But we we tried to have a bit of uh, joviality at times. Oh, yeah. We spoke to... Uh, oh, yeah. Not very convincing. <laughs> we spoke to uh, uh, Mike Ward, the pick of the week's uh, non-sporting telly. Uh, Sports-wise, Martin gave us a, a couple of documentaries and he hit us with an interesting fact. Uh, we had a bit of a chat. We had news of an unlikely football match and a few puns. What more do you want? Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. No. <laughs> the thing is, you just can't believe it. It's all right saying, well, England have got a new approach, but uh, that was the worst bit of batting by those two players you'll ever see. I mean, but to lose two wickets to Maharaj, I promise you, if he was playing in Middlesex Division 4, he wouldn't get anybody out. <laughs> He's so average. He just, his record recently has been very good. Crawly. I mean, he just swept and missed, missed a straight one. So I've got, I'm bringing back my Derek Chisora theory, yeah. which is where I basically get him to replace Collingwood as a coach, and he's waiting inside the pavilion. Just at the top. So they walk up those steps yeah. and then back into the long and room. And if you've played a shot like that, I'm sorry to say, I don't advocate violence, but basically... Not a violent man, Mr. No, no, Forty. Derek Chisora just punches you in the face okay. and says, don't do that again. <laughs> and if you do that again... That's it, you're never playing for England ever again. Imagine that. And it's. I think it would work. I think it would sort of like you'd think to yourself, the, you know, Crawley would be standing out in the middle and thinking, well, I can't play a stupid shot. Derek's waiting for me. He's going to punch me right in the face. I better not sweep across a straight one. Or Pope, I better not play across the line one minute before lunch. Del ball, they'd call it, wouldn't they? The added jeopardy of walking up those pavilion <laughs> steps. Knowing Derek. I mean, last time you floated this, Derek was listening. He may be over in Jeddah now. But, and he said he was up for it. I, think but, I mean, I don't think, I don't think uh, Brendan McCullum or Dillian White can... They can you, you, you don't mind? You can, you no, I don't mind who it is. What will they wear? Will they wear like an England cricket tracksuit? Oh, yeah, they wear or the they coach. Wearing, yeah, so they'll have like a full, coach full coach's outfit. outfit on, yeah. And they're wearing a, just one glove. One glove? Oh, I'd go bare knuckle myself. <laughs> <laughs> cool, you are in a bad mood, aren't you? Honestly. Yeah. And the thing the is, cricket chinner. Well, I've got a vested interest because my, my little grandson is hoping to go to his first day's test cricket. He loves cricket. He's only five and a half and he, he's really looking forward to it. And I've got a horrible feeling that there'll be no cricket. It could be a win-win because kids when they're young it's all very well saying mm. they like cricket but will they sit through six hours he will 
You think he will? Oh, honestly, he will. Oh, that's I promise good. you. Yeah, well, it's really well, if he intense. Didn't, if he was one of those after an hour, thought, <laughs> oh, I'm bored, Dan, can we go home? Yeah. It's a pretty good chance you will be able to, <laughs> yeah. and you'll get your money back. He, well, he sits and watches it at home, so I can't imagine that, you know, he will. Yeah. He spent about two hours practicing overhead kicks in the garden yesterday. It's really? really? It's really intense. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that, that kind of sporting intensity that one needs. <laughs> now, you are going to get the listeners going mm. on something, and this is something you saw on oh, the yeah. Antiques Roadshow, Andy. Tell yeah, us well, more. Sunday's Antiques Roadshow had a sort of feature on uh, one of their experts who does the furniture. He's called Lennox Cato. He's a very interesting guy. Not now. And uh, and he was adopted, and my wife was asking me about him, so mm. I sort of Googled him and then yeah. came up with this really interesting fact that, you know, lots of stuff about his family and Antiques and blah 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 mm-hmm. but it turns out that he's organised this football match which is still running and he organised mm-hmm. it for nine years it was the antique dealers versus the auctioneers wow. and it's now played for the Lennox Cato Cup I've never heard of it no neither have I have you no I've never heard of the uh, but there must be these obscure there sort are of, yeah you know so. there was a game oh, um, yeah the there was a game years and years ago that was played, mm. I don't know, was it Scarborough away? Between Fisherman and something else. I wish I could remember what it was. It will mm. come back to me. But you do get so-and-so versus so-and-so every year. So yeah. this was the auctioneers versus the... The uh, antique dealers. The antique okay. dealers, yeah. Wouldn't it be difficult, though, if you're if you're in the antique <laughs> dealers team and you put your arm up for offside, suddenly <laughs> it could cost you about 50 grand. <laughs> the auctioneers. You say 15, 15. What about hands up there? 25, 25. Do I see 30? That would be great, wouldn't it? Every time yeah. you put your arm up for an off, the Arsenal back four, back in Paul <laughs> Davis's day, would have cost him a fortune. <laughs> okay, well, if you've got some obscure games, if you play a fixture, the X versus the X every week, and it could be professions, whatever it is, um, tell us how the game came about, uh, the history of it, uh, how long it's been played, and well, just you know, you get the idea. It's a pretty straightforward setup, so do let us know. Talksport.com forward slash agent J. You can text to 81089, can tweet to TS agent J, and give us a call 03717 Gavel Peacock. <laughs> so you want, no, so you now want your auctioneers don't. and antique dealers. <laughs> I don't think footballers. we do. We'll get them anyway. Well, we it don't is want Friday, it is, apart from. Um, what else have you got? I need cheering up. Okay. Anyway, on, Timo Werner has blamed uh, <coughs> for, uh, the coach for his uh, Stamford Bridge woes. Yeah. It's nothing to do with your conversion rate of about 5%. <laughs> it's tremendous, isn't it? What is wrong with these players? No, Nobody ever turns around, do they, and say, actually, you know, I was rubbish. I stunk the place out. I, I was really terrible. terrible. And again, they do. Very, and again, there's a bit rarely. of self-awareness. Yeah, it's but, very no, rare, It's normally it? someone else's fault, I'll give you that. I know. And well done, Mike Dean. You only had one job. It's <laughs> tremendous, isn't it? I know. Said, well, I only had a few seconds. What are you talking about? You had as long as you like. Yeah. And you, just you, the and game. you only needed a few seconds. What out of that few seconds did you not see him pulling his hair? Yeah. Well, look, he's it's admitted he got it wrong. Yeah. And there normally isn't an outlet for that. Well, that was his column in the, in the mail. Mm. There, uh, you know, at least there should be an outlet for that. It should be a place for referees or officials to say, yeah, you know, I, I messed that up. You know, it's an expectation mm. that, that players do it when they do similar things. But uh, anyway, um, at least he's admitted it. That's true. And uh, Romero's missing anyway, mm. more, but just for one game by the sound of it, not three, which he would have been if Mike Dean had been on it. Yeah, some interesting matches this weekend, so that'll be good. Yeah, we're going to have a chat with Matt Murray later on. We'll look at uh, three games that stick out for him. We'll also look at our three game day matches, including 
Wolves is old club um, at Spurs tomorrow. That's our first game day match on Talk Sport. I, I did find strange. The, uh, there's been a little controversy about beer prices at the London Stadium. God, West yeah, Ham are really shot. up in arms about it, and I don't blame them. They're saying the fans... £7.30, £7.40 yeah, last week. Do you know that it's one price before kickoff and then another price after kickoff? Yeah. Can they justify that? I've got no idea. It's ridiculous. It's the same pint. Yeah. Why would it cost there's more a, after you kick off? There's a real balancing act to be had because it seems there was a survey um, by, I think, the Spurs Supporters Trust about the people who go to the ground early and now have a, a drink and something to eat in the ground. And a lot of people have a very high percentage mm. in Tottenham since the new stadium was opened because the beer prices started off as very reasonable. I know there's, you know, there's all the costs are going up at the moment. But it started life a couple of seasons ago at about five or a pint, and now it's about £6.29. Mm. So it's, I mean, there comes that point where a lot of pubs near the ground are quite cheap. And people have now, you know, they got out of the habit of going to the pubs they always went to yeah. because the beer in but the that's ground... that's what they'll the do. They start arriving at five to three. Yeah. yeah. And, and that causes you all sorts of bottlenecks. So it's not, it's a knock-on effect of charging too much for food and drink in the stadium because... Mm. In the end, you get real bottlenecks before kickoff, and no club wants that. So they, they have to find that balance. And uh, I think seven pound thirty, seven pound forty a pint is not finding that balance. I can understand why the West Ham fans aren't happy. I mean, they've still got the big shopping centre at Stratford. They've still got pubs around the ground, but they are a slightly more captive audience than than some other clubs. But anyway, um, so how about Nick Sotheby? Says uh, Adam, that's very good. Yeah, that's it. Nicky Sotheby, very, very good. Uh, are the auctioneers called that? That was from Adam. Are the auctioneers called the Hammers? Says uh, Freddie. Very good. Uh, Davis Lovejoy Jr., not really a footballer, Gail. Still quite good, though. Um, Arthur Nigus Poye, uh, one for the kids, yeah, says Penguinland. Well You're done. trying to cheer Andy up with uh, the auctioneers versus mm. the antique dealers. Sold, Campbell, says Miles on the Isle of Wight. Yeah, you're on fire. Well done, the lot of you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy said he needed cheering up, so he asked for your auctioneer slash uh, antique dealer footballers. Steve Bidwell has come in. Uh, it's a lot of gavel variations. Gavel Neville, says uh, David uh, Mays. <laughs> Thomas Gavelson says Chris mm. going going rigger bear gone uh, not really sure <laughs> no. Jonathan Gavel Morrison kind of David um, oh, Gavel Nedved um, Jamie in Glasgow Cyrus Christie's well done to Brian you quite like that <laughs> it's not bad um, Stephen Bargain Hunt says one of the listeners <laughs> old Steve very good and um, yes there we are um, that's it thank you uh, for all of those that may well be it uh, but we are still looking for those unusual games of football. They do have a match between auctioneers and antique dealers, so unusual matchups in games you've played in or seen or know of. We'd love your stories. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. We head back to York then uh, for the last time with us. Three more live races uh, this afternoon in the company of uh, Rupert Bell and former jump jockey Lizzie Kelly. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, let's, let's see how the evening's festivities went. We left you the other day, and the guys at uh, the New York Brass Band had given you a tip for somewhere to oh, dinner. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did you end up there, or did you go elsewhere? Um, I'm sorry, we went elsewhere. Mm. Mm. Sorry. That's okay, you're still there tonight. What, what did, where, did you, where did you dine then last night? Uh, Were there any adventures? Actually, well, 
the usual wine was taken, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I don't think we did anything horrendous last night, um, did we, Lizzie? What, what did he do, Lizzie? He did something, surely. It wouldn't be a night out with Rupert otherwise, would it? No, it was all fairly tame, but I think mm. um, I'd invited a couple of friends along, so I think that Rupert oh, was on his best behaved himself, didn't yeah. he? Just yes. to try and seem as normal mm. as possible. <laughs> well, how did he get on with that? <laughs> it's never easy. Um, it went okay. There were a few times when he nearly knocked things over. Um, <laughs> glasses, sort of, everything had to be moved yeah. at least a metre away from him because mm. he was, you know, right, but you were my holding minder. court. Yeah, you were my Sounds minder. Sounds like your carer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, 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 well, it is very important to be looked after. It is. Even it, uh, and when it's a, it, this is a marathon, not a sprint. This meeting. No, and, that's true. Uh, so, um, but we did enjoy ourselves in the in the lock. Fine. Uh, had some nice fish last oh, night. Nice. Oh, I like that. Place. I like it's nice. Yeah, yeah, nice place. Is this so, the last so, day of the meeting, or is it is tomorrow? It tomorrow. Tomorrow. tomorrow oh, yeah. Really? Wow. yeah, but we're not covering tomorrow because. Um, uh, but I, I, I am staying. Mm. I'm staying up um, oh. to to, and maybe I will visit that hostelry that you were referring Marvellous. to last yeah. night because I'm on child. my own mm. I'm on my own because my my two ladies are deserting me oh ok you're not sticking around then uh, Lizzie no no I leave at the earliest opportunity ok <laughs> leave Rupert to it before he gets well, embarrassed. I, I have been nice to her I have brought her a bottle of champagne today haven't yeah. I nice. yeah wow. very nice bottle of oh, champagne nice. Bill Anson that's one of my faves bought Really? Well, we we got the kaching in. We just need to say it again a bit clearer that time. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me just double check how you pronounce it. Lanson. Lanson, that's the one. And yeah. they started in 1760. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of bottles, isn't it? It certainly yeah. is. Thank you very yeah. much. It's something of a that champagne love expert, section, really, Lizzie. <laughs> the free plug section. Let's, well, yeah. well, it's very important to have a sort of mission. When you come to air, always know what you're going to do. And if I've got to plug something, then mm. I'm shallow enough to do it. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> and is he? just shaking her head as the producer yeah. Rupert Gep stop it is what she's really thinking that's exactly it. Well, you know, what she's really thinking is where's my bottle yeah <laughs> what about well, me well she's 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 back on the train tonight so she's well yeah I think actually Izzy sort of sneakily has tucked it away with her belongings <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> but she's so fed up with being with us for three days she's going to need a drink having got shake, <laughs> shaken you two off definitely well, well, yeah, well she can't wait <laughs> that, that, that Thankfully, the trains are running today, so she can get back, and she's not going to be stuck in York tonight. So, um, but we've we've had fun. It's Worst been places a, to be stuck. Certainly. Oh, it's a, a fabulous city, yeah. and I love this whole meeting. Just this great racing, and just everyone in York seems to be wanting to enjoy themselves, and. Um, I like to do that. Do they have a sort of jockeys v stewards mm. football match? Andy has given us the antique dealers versus the auctioneers <laughs> game that's I think played they do every year. The jockeys there is, I mean, there is a jockeys football. I mean, all you oh, yeah. can, it, you know, it just you can just be a bit, chip him, chip him. It's going to be he's going to be in goal, of course, if Route One, obviously. And I know some jockeys are quite tall, so it doesn't quite work. Um, but is there? I mean, the jockeys football team. You ever got roped in, Lizzie? Um, no, but there is there is a I think there are a lot quite a lot of stable star football competitions, mm. and there used to be some boxing, but I don't think they do that anymore. Oh, yeah. But one thing they do is a jump jockeys cricket match, oh, okay. who's, which is organised by one of the doctors, uh, who's right. known as Doc. Okay. Well, <laughs> I used to go to the stable lads boxing at the Anglo American. You used to go to the stable yeah. lads yeah. boxing. I mean, it was funny, oh. really, because they were. You know, tiny lads. Yeah. Knocking five. Oh, but there, was no, there was no super heavyweight division, I think. <laughs> no, there it was there. Really. <laughs> Leave that for the trainers and, uh, <laughs> and the owners. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Good afternoon, Martin. Have you had many winners at York this week? Well, no, I, the only race I've watched actually was that one because oh. I, knew it was, you know, I knew it was coming on here. So I backed Clearpoint, oh. uh, which for a little while was doing okay. I backed mm. each way um, because the woman who was going around looking at the horses in the paddock, mm. she says its bum is a little bit higher than its withers. Oh. And I thought, poor thing. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd give it a bit of support. So I backed each way. It, it didn't. Uh, it sounds like it the sort win. of thing your nan would say. You watch your mouth, yes. you, your bum's higher than your withers. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, but yeah. So, yeah. Martin... Well, apparently that, it does, yeah. Yeah. Take us on a magical mystery tour uh, <laughs> of, uh, of, of sport on TV this week. Well, now, uh, this is the week in which uh, Disney has overtaken uh, Netflix as the main streaming channel. Wow, really? And I, I, yes, it has, and I can tell Netflix why, okay. and that's because Disney has got better stuff. Mm. It's as simple as that. Well, Netflix, well, Netflix... You take that is, into is, the next Netflix board meeting. They'll fly yeah, you over. <laughs> I, I think they ought to. I think they ought to. <laughs> yeah. the, the problem with Netflix here... Well, there's two problems in Netflix. As I mentioned before, everything goes on too long, so something yeah. which could be a one documentary ends up as a four uh, a four part yeah. series do you see but that's bleeding into terrestrial telly as well everybody yeah, that's which is I'm, I'm with you martin i just think you yeah. know tell your story tell it in a, an hour I, an hour and a half these dramas like, if it's an eight-parter i'll watch like the first two and then i'll watch yeah, the last yeah, one I can't know, because be pe- people are making calls about it's too much to watch and they think i'm not i'm not giving eight hours of my life to this how often do you start watching something then you click on out and you think Six episodes. You know, this is yeah. fifteen minutes in. And I've got the hang of this. Or anyway, I'm oh, sorry, I yeah. ran, Martin. You carry on. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. <laughs> uh, the other thing with Netflix is, apart from the fact that everything is a bit sort of elephantine and spreads out further than it should, mm. um, is that they seem to be locked into true crime. They had such a, they had such a success with Tiger King at the start of the pandemic. Mm. They haven't got out of that uh, of that way of telling telling stories. And yeah. you know, Tiger King was obviously expanded way beyond uh, any interest in that and they've got a thing going at the moment called um the girlfriend who didn't exist it's called untold the girlfriend who didn't exist it's a very simple story you may even have heard the story uh, it's the story of manti teo who was uh, a polynesian uh, football player in america uh, his grandmother and girlfriend died the same night and he dedicated his season to them and sort of won awards on the basis of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reached out to people, they said, who'd never watched ESPN in their, ESPN in their life. Mm. Just one problem. His girlfriend didn't exist. Wow. It was an elaborate hoax. Oh, but it wasn't goodness. a You see, it started off by trying to um, kid you that it was a hoax perpetrated by uh, Manti Teo to win awards. But by the time you get... And it's a spoiler alert just to save you watching the whole damn thing. <laughs> uh, by, the time you get to, by the time you get to the end, you know it's not a, a hoax perpetrated perpetrated mm. by uh, Manti Teo, it's, um, it's catfishing. Oh, and I've, heard, I've seen about oh. two or three podcasts slash true crime things about uh, catfishing. It's where it's a guy called Ranaya who uh, invented uh, a character and um, uh, Manti Teo came from a very religious family in, uh, in Hawaii. And um, at the time, they, they come up with, they say, at the time of filming, uh, Naya, who changed his name from Ronaya to Naya, identifies as a transgender woman. Uh, the values in um, Hawaii, we're told, are the three Fs. 
And right. that's, yes, that's faith, family and football, in case anybody was uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Wand- wandering out yeah. there. <laughs> so he created this other guy who wanted to be a woman and now is, uh, created this fake profile of a woman. Uh, and uh, Manti Teo, who was a, a promising college footballer, um, you know, fell for it, hook, line and sinker. Mm. Uh, and when uh, the catfisher got out of it and said that the girlfriend had died, Obviously, he came on and said, you know, well, basically what he said was my girlfriend and my uh, girlfriend, my grandmother died the same night and he dedicated his uh, his season to them. Wow. But of course, it turned out to be to be nonsense, really. But it was it's quite a sweet story of his family. You know, if, as his dad said, if you don't get a football scholarship, you're not going to college. So he was absolutely uh, determined. He was the number one linebacker. In um, in Notre Dame history, actually, uh, when he went to college, uh, Notre Dame being the most, as we know, significant brand in uh, college football, mm. um, had loads and loads of offers. The Lord told him to go to Notre Dame, so that's where he went. Um, not happy at the start because he moved from Hawaii to South Bend, Indiana. He was pretty damn cold. But the main thing about the story that's brilliant is nobody, the huge sports media in America, nobody checked on this. And then Deadspin, Deadspin, which was a, a tiny little website, yeah. uh, got the, they got the story. Uh, and the guy who got it says, uh, I was an intern paid in sandwiches. I know what that's, I know what that's like. <laughs> You're lucky yeah. to get sandwiches, uh, most interns, aren't <laughs> yeah. they, really? Right. Paid in sandwiches and an occasional uh, bottle of booze. Yeah. Uh, and they... Uh, they revealed the story, and as it, and the story just went got out of hands completely because he couldn't get drafted. He should have been drafted in the first lot of picks, mm. but eventually the happy ending to the story is he does get drafted eventually for the San Diego Chargers, mm. but he didn't get drafted at the start, and that's because people were saying that uh, he was gay, and that's why he invented this catfish, you know, to well, pretend he had well, a girlfriend. You've clearly saved us six it, hours of our lives here, yeah, Mark. Totally. Story. Which is good, but, well, it's, and it's sporting as well, so fantastic. Yeah, but, absolutely, but you know, um, like I say, they all suspected he was gay, so he couldn't get uh, he couldn't get drafted. Wow. Eventually, he did. That's the happy ending. And the other happy ending is that uh, the guy who catfished him, who he forgives, because hmm. um, religious man, the guy uh, Naya who catfished him is now uh, in American Samoa, wow. where they do have this thing where you can be indeterminate of gender. Yeah, we saw that. In the film about the American Samoan football team, yes. the soccer team, yeah, which was brilliant, that's brilliant right. documentary of the Dutch coach. Great, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. We should uh, also so that that's on Netflix, but you've kind of explained it all. But you know, yes. I, honestly, it sounds a really interesting story. Well, it's quite having interesting. slagged them off. Yeah, what's yeah. most interesting is the fact that all the chat shows got onto this. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a bit of David Letterman, there's a bit of uh, Jay Leno, and this is just before the draft and everything. And you think, they're so cruel, those chat shows. I remember seeing the Jay Leno clip when he talked about uh, Amy Winehouse when she was clearly going through a lot of issues. And you think, you know, what a complete donut, you know, when somebody's clearly... Uh, and it, it was a bit like that with this guy as well, wow. I think. Now, uh, Rangers fans would like to know about this. They probably watched it, but for those that haven't, this is on Amazon Prime, isn't it? Rangers 72, which I take it is the beating Barcelona in the Cup Winners' Cup. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Rangers 72, as you say, when they uh, beat Barcelona 72. Colin Steen got one goal, Willie Johnson uh, got two. A story of tragedy and redemption, because of course it was the year after uh, the Ibrox disaster, mm. which sort of doesn't get talked about as much as uh, other disasters. 66 people died in the uh, in the Ibrox disaster. And at that point, uh, Willie Waddle was the, uh, was the coach. Mm. Uh, Rangers went through, as Rangers fans will know, they went through a very tough time in the 1960s when Steen was the uh, coach of uh, Celtic yeah. uh, and couldn't really match them. Then they got Scott Simon, who sort of improved things a bit. Then Davey White. Now, at that point, Willie Waddell, or Willie Waddle uh, was working as a journalist on the uh, on the Daily Express, the Scottish Daily Express, um, and he kept hammering Davy White in the paper. You know, Davy White was sort of one of the way to get a job, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And well, that's what I thought. I thought that's amazing. Gabby Bono is going to be the next Liverpool manager. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he probably is. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to Henry Winter taking over at United. Um, but yeah, do you a better know, job. Yes, he couldn't do a worse job. The um, uh, the great thing I enjoyed about uh, telling you about Willie Waddle is he had a traffic light system mm-hmm. if a player needed to speak or if he needed to speak to a player. And they'd have to go up to up the marble staircase, yeah. wait outside his door, and then, you know, wait for a green light. Yeah, those before at school, they, with the headmaster, headmistress. Yeah, yeah, used to have that, well, the old traffic lights. It's a bit like that, actually. Yeah. Uh, but a very interesting story of that cup run because in Lisbon, uh, this is the semi-final, I believe, I forgot much. I think it was the semi-final, mm. where they were leading on away goals, but the ref got it wrong. He didn't realise that away goals in extra time also counted double. He thought they just counted double in uh, regulation time. Mm. So um, what happened is uh, Lisbon were, uh, you know, were dancing around, celebrating a victory, uh, whereas in fact they all looked at... Uh, it was a journalist, I think. It wasn't Willie Waddle, but it was somebody else uh, who looked it up and said, you know, the ref didn't know the rules. Wow. And um, th- they won. That's amazing. But in the midst of that, there was another tragedy in that McKinnon uh, broke his leg. Uh, so, you know, so that's... I've heard it's good, Martin. Thing. I mean, it's quite a sort of stylised documentary, very well made. And, very and stylised, really, yeah. yeah. But looks looks really good. So yeah. we're out of time, um, but y- yes. y- you may expand on this yeah, later on. And, yes, I may. Yeah, and we did it? all right with, with the racing. You know, we yeah. didn't... Because uh, I was watching it about 10 to 3, and uh, he was... This guy called Mark, who does some stuff on it, mm. was cooking scallops. Oh, OK. And I thought... What's the point? They're the easiest thing in the damn world to cook. You put a bit of fat in the pan, you, pan, you make it hot, and you throw the scallops in. Yeah. End of story. Exactly, yeah. I don't think that many people at York are eating scallops. No, that's I don't think. I wouldn't think so. Well, we'll find out. Was it 1 a.m. tomorrow morning? Don't overcook them, though. They get a bit hard. That's, that's, no. Well, let's we'll spend a bit of time on this more than I thought. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, well done, England. They've made an incredibly ordinary South African side look like the West Indies team from the mid-70s. I think this must be one of England's worst ever performances. Abject. You may have gathered that not one, but two wickets, England wickets, have fallen in the time it took to bring you that race. Uh, let's get all the details now from John Norman. It actually could all be over as we chat to him. As, as, uh, as we watch Jimmy a bit walk of, to bit the crease. application, crew. maybe they had a lead of 150 games or something to borrow. This The way they've approached this is... Honestly, it's embarrassing what they've done this afternoon. So, John, details of those wickets. Yeah, England falling in a sorry heap at uh, Lord's. Crowd in good voice um, as we approach the tea break, but we're not going to see uh, much more cricket. Jimmy Anderson, as you can hear, cheered to the rafters. Will this be the last time we see Jimmy Anderson play at Lord's, by the way? I wonder. Uh, Stuart Broad as well, possibly. Um, uh, but, yeah, look, uh, Andy Jacobs or Andy was uh, talking about the, the big shots, the millionaire shots that were leading to batters' downfall. Seen two of them. Matt Potts swinging for the hills, castled for one. And Ben Stokes has just picked out Maharaj. Good catch, actually, in fairness to him. Uh, diving mm. uh, low to his left uh, at the mid-wicket boundary. But uh, that is pretty much it as uh, Anderson is beaten past the outside edge. But as uh, Andy said, in conditions which you'd say are probably the best for batting that we've seen <laughs> in the three days, England have collapsed in a horrible heap. 165 all out in first innings. You know, they did have to bat in really tricky conditions on day one, but they've got no excuse today. 146 for nine, and they are on the cusp of losing to South Africa by an innings. It'll be interesting. It's two and a half days, and you can't yeah. play. You can't play Broad and Anderson anymore, anyway. But you can't play them together. You just can't. It's such a long tail. And well, it's, well, the problem. The problem is, Andy. I, I, I agree, but uh, and I don't think that Broad will play at Old Trafford. Anderson almost certainly will on his home grounds. But uh, they're they're going to bring in Ollie Robinson, you know, who uh, yeah. scored a few runs at number eight. As Anderson gets off the mark, ironic cheers here at Lords. Uh, who, got, who scored a few runs at number eight uh, on his debut, but hasn't scored anything since, and of course has had a few uh, fitness concerns. He operates around 80 miles an hour, and this is a problem. Steve Harmison. Yeah, but what's on the happened to Overton? They give him one test, he bowled really well, he scored over 50, and then he never gets another look in. I mean, what is going on with these people? If I was Overton, I'd be really angry. I think the problem essentially is, look, Potts has come in, he's bowled well. England have won four tests in a row um, and they've played exceptionally well on occasion. Had a little bit of fortune along the way, but essentially England need a point of difference within their bowling attack. The point of difference isn't there. They don't have Mark Wood available. They don't have uh, Joffre Archer available. They don't have Ollie Stone. You know all the names. And, and essentially what that means is, is that Ben Stokes has to play the enforcer role and he's bowling on one leg. Uh, Steve Harmison yesterday saying he can see Stokes essentially going the same way Freddie Flintoff did, uh, you know, and, and ruining his career, wrecking his career, injuring himself. And instead of 
you know, bowling in a, or and playing in 110 test matches, he'll end up playing in 90 because essentially he's going to bowl himself into the dirt. So England do need a point of difference bowler and they need to probably get uh, Jamie Overton back because, as you say, he scored runs. He bowled at 90 miles an hour and England have been shown up here because in Onrik Norkia, who, let's not, let's not forget, he hasn't played a Red Bull game in over a year. He's come in and he's frightened the life out of England. And in the first innings, they've got Rabada who can go at 90 as well. So, uh, you know, it's uh, not quite a wake-up no, call. So Overton, Overton gets one test because, and he does really well. But Crawley, he has to have 10 before you <laughs> yeah. admit that he's absolutely hopeless. Well, Crawley, you know... I heard what you said about Derek Chisora standing at the top of the pavilion steps. <laughs> Seriously. And, you know, That's a quite extreme take on it, well, John. Uh, the a... feeling is here that we mm. need to put him out of his misery, but not quite like that. No, <laughs> not, not with big Derek at the top of the stairs. Um, <laughs> I, I, that was lovely. Jimmy Anderson and uh, Leach, just, he's just met in the middle. And I'm sure Leach was saying, not long now, Jimmy. I wonder if they've got that quiche on this afternoon. I always <laughs> like that quiche. Anyway, John, uh, we'll probably be back you in the next couple of minutes. Um, but uh, thanks for now. John Norman at Lords. Uh, a delayed tea, obviously. Uh, I'm sure they'll keep going until this is uh, all over. 149 <clears throat> for nine. England trail by 12. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We return to Lords, where the test match is all over, John Norman. Yep, as, as predicted. Uh, and a, a fitting end, really. Sorry, state of affairs for England, who have been beaten by South Africa by an innings and 12 runs. The last moment of, uh, of a woeful display. Jimmy Anderson backing away and trying to play Marco Janssen uh, through the covers and uh, losing his uh, leg stump. Pitched up delivery, which swung. And uh, that pretty much is that. Uh, Baz Ball, well, we could put that to one side because uh, it was all about the South Africans uh, on day one. Um, more even affair on day two, but they have dominated here on day three at Lords. Uh, a full weekend crowd expected will uh, be getting their refunds. Lords will be counting the cost of a woeful batting display from England, who eventually bowled out to South Africa earlier this morning inside the first hour of play for 326, uh, a lead of 161. And sadly, they haven't even made South Africa bat again. Crawley out cheaply. His position is going to be coming under increasing scrutiny. He is in the squad for the second test. Whether he plays or not, we shall see. Uh, but when uh, Ollie Pope went on the stroke of lunch and Joe Root straight after it, uh, really, the uh, writing was on the wall. Not even Bairstow, who's in the best form of his life, uh, could keep this crowd entertained for long. He was caught behind for 18 as uh, Onrik Norkia, bowling around 95 miles an hour, took three wickets in just 10 balls to end this as a contest. Some uh, millionaire shots um, towards the end of the innings, picking out the fielders. And uh, I think Ben Stokes, for the first time in his captaincy, will have a few uh, stern uh, questions to ponder. Uh, whether he uh, fronts up and admits them after, after the game, we shall see. But uh, this has been a handsome victory for South Africa, who troop off here at Lords as a crowd try and work out how they're going to get home with the tube strike. South yeah. Africa have beaten England by an innings and 12 runs. Thank you, John. Yeah, surely these players don't get a match fee for that, do they? I don't know. Seriously, I they, did see they can't Derek, possibly get paid for that. Derek Chisor at the top of the stairs. I mean, Good. He flew back. They should, they should donate their fee to charity because they have been abject. 
Well, on a happier note, um, Mike Ward joins us, the Stars uh, TV columnist, to look at a bit of non-sporting telly because obviously you've got a massive window now if you're going to be watching cricket all day Oh, tomorrow. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's a lot of streaming stuff. Before we do that, Mike, though, you're yes. a big Brighton and Hove Albion fan, season yeah. ticket holder. Uh, Brighton Corner, they've done it again, haven't they? You sell Cucurella uh, yeah. for a big profit and you buy uh, Stupinian, who uh, Tim Vickery said the other day, he's a... Excellent play. Your recruitment, even without Dan Ashworth, lives on, doesn't it? It's, it is. I mean, you know, you're on a roll, aren't you? When you you have that kind of knack for timing things, both in, outgoing and incoming, yeah. you can keep that from a purely business point of view, especially after everything that that, that you know we've gone through. Uh, all clubs have gone through. Um, it is it is crucial, and it's it's, it's horrible that you, we have to think in terms of everything in, in business terms. But that's yeah. just the modern game. No, it? no, they do a brilliant oh, yeah. job. Uh, so uh, Apple TV, Martin Cohen has just told us it has overtaken Netflix as the as the yeah, prominent amazing, streaming yeah. service, which I didn't know. Well, that's interesting. I mean, the thing with Netflix, we, well, obviously we talk about Netflix stuff every so often, but if I sort of flick onto Netflix generally, there's an awful lot of dross there. It's a bit like <laughs> when you used to go down to your video shop, you know, yeah. and, Blo- the old, and you you know what you want, you're right, that's true, and you. Yeah. And you just scan the show. So, you know, your sport for choice. It's more a question of finding the thing you might want to watch. Yeah. And there's so much of it, and you just think, oh no, 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 I don't want any of that. Whereas Apple, Apple TV, I, I get the, I, I don't know the actual numbers, but there's mm. more often I watch something. And I want to watch it all the way through that race ball thing. Or did he say Disney? I'm now doubting. No, it doesn't. doesn't, doesn't, To be honest, it doesn't really matter. Disney, I'd argue argue Apple. Yes, you know, Disney's got a lot of got that sort of Marvel comicy stuff, which I can take or leave to be perfectly honest. But I can see why that will that will get in huge audiences. But so, yeah, it is. It's not just quantity, is it? It's it's getting you know targeting what people want. So, Uh, but Bad Sisters, I've seen this advertised. Mm. Uh, Yeah, is is Apple TV um, sort of. Big British cast and familiar faces. Yeah, it's very good. It's Sharon Hogan who's who's. Um, uh, I say she's sort of created it, but it's, I think it's adapted from a show. I think it was in, in Belgium, something like that. Oh, okay. But the general idea is that it's five sisters, one of whom has recently lost her husband in a mm. terrible accident, um, and the other four we assume are going to be sort of gutted for her, where they're, they're not because he was hideous. He was a manipulative, vile, bullying creep, etc., etc. So the question is, uh, what was this accident? How did it come about? And then we kind of flash back uh, six months previously before the funeral, and we find them sort of chatting casually about mm. what would it, you know, what if we just helped, you know, helped him sort of you know, nature take its course, oh, you know, blimey. plotting mm. his, you know, his his grisly demise. So we watched. The, I've only watched the first episode, so I don't know exactly what has happened. But that's the whole point. We're not quite sure. But anyway, they're, they're you know, good riddance to bad rubbish. And then we find out whether, you know. They, they are responsible or not okay it's um, episodes one and two available now it's ten episodes yeah. uh, new ones every Friday yeah and... Apple tend to do to sort of yeah. you know, which I quite like it's a, they do that with Ted Lasso don't they yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, a nice yeah. way of doing it now our old mate Alex Brooker from The Last Leg has yes. a new show on Channel 4 Hobby yeah. Man that's this is that this evening Mike. yeah this is 8 o'clock new four part series uh, Hobby Man obviously sounds a bit like Travel Man which uh, Richard Ayoade used to do and mm. uh, Joe Lysett has taken over each week accompanied by a different comedy chum okay. goes off on his travel somewhere in this case the theme is all about discovering hobbies because his joke is that you know he's 38 years old and all he's interested in is is, is football and um you know i don't know ghostbusters or something like that. um <laughs> so you know so it's obviously quite tongue-in-cheek but it's quite affectionate as well so the thing is with these you know it's very easy to just poke fun mm. so for instance in the first episode they're in edinburgh 
He's with Scarlet Moffat, and they go to a chess club. Uh, they go to a, a place where they do homebrew. They go to bird watching, and obviously, there's people who are really passionate about this stuff. So you don't want to be sneery about it and sort of superior. So you've got to pitch it just right. And I think he does. So he has fun at his own expense, and obviously his companions' expense. But he's not poking fun at the people who get real pleasure out of this. So it's nicely pitched. Um, okay. On Saturday, just finally, mm. Channel 5, uh, Top of the Pop, Secrets and Sandals. Uh, this is Secrets and the, Sandals? Yeah, well, oh, Secrets and Scandals, sorry. Sandals. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was something, I thought it was like Roman-themed tunes. That like would Secrets be brilliant. And scandals. That's, that's much better, in fact. Nothing <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you about it now is going to be anything. <laughs> Frankie in, Howard in his Up Pompeii is single. <laughs> but Secrets and Scandals, uh, artists going on drunk, or all the yeah. behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. That'll be interesting. That well, yeah. Good. I mean, uh, it's funny. They have these Secrets and Scandals shows every week, don't they? Because mm. they've had... It, uh, what they had uh, some mothers do have them and the good life yeah. you think with top of the pops well you know there aren't that many scandals that are secret when it comes to top of the pops you kind of assume over the yeah. years and some of the stories here but yeah it's performers who've been drunk on air one presenter who had his drink spiked so who's presenting drugged unintentionally and you hear from loads of people who've been involved pete murray's i think he's back to 97 wow he's, he's wow. on there. Yeah, so amazing. he's still going, so that's amazing. Mm. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are, that was this afternoon's show. Uh, we'll do it all again on Monday. Danny Kelly will be with us. Andy Brassel uh, will also look ahead to uh, the big game on Monday night on TalkSport. Manchester United versus Liverpool. Have a great weekend. If you're going to Lords tomorrow, go and do something else now, can't you? <laughs> uh, we'll catch up with you on Monday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.